Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. <clears throat> Hello. <clears throat> uh, testing one, two, three. Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is season three called The Journey, episode number 97. Do you live Huga? Thank you so much for joining me today. You can check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can listen to my podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Let's pop in our earbuds and let's go. First, I would like to say Happy New Year. This is my first podcast in the year 2023. So Happy New Year to all. Thank you for giving me a little bit of a break over the holidays as well as I hope you all had a little bit of love, laughter, and peace. And so here you are at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. What a perfect time if you're a first-time listener to this podcast because it's the beginning of the year and we all talk about manifesting new goals or the old saying resolutions i like to say manifesting new ideas or thoughts and so it's a perfect time if you're new to this podcast because it's all about you and working on you and improving your life when a podcast or a book or an article says mental health, it doesn't mean that you are necessarily diagnosed with a mental health disorder. We all have different types of mental health issues. In every single day, there is something that comes up for each and every one of us that challenges our mental health just a little bit, sometimes on a broader scale. And that's what this podcast is about. It's me reaching out to you Educating you through my knowledge of working in psychiatric hospitals and outpatient facilities for years and my own personal experiences because I feel the best way to connect with you is for you to feel that I go through these things too. Therapist or no therapist, we all have, like I said, mental health challenges. If you check out my Instagram, I'm beginning a series of sharing posts with you of when I'm about to go into a situation that causes me anxiety. It may not be the type of anxiety that causes a panic attack, but it is the type of anxiety that causes me to be uncomfortable, hesitant to go into that situation, and not feeling the most confident in myself and having that anxiety in my chest. So follow me at Wide Open Space with Elise on Instagram or Facebook, and you'll start to see this series of posts. When I come, they won't be every day, they may not be every week, but when I come upon a situation that I know is going to cause me anxiety, I will share it with you before. Okay, so episode 97, Do You Live Huga? Now, Huga is spelled H-Y-G-G-E. So you'd think it'd be like Haig, Haiga. Well, it's Huga is how it's pronounced. Like H-U-G-A-H, Huga. So I had no idea about this word. And it was brought to me by someone that 
handles a lot of my social media. It's a social media content. And she brought this word to me. And I was actually very, felt very welcomed by it because I always love to learn about new things. And I never heard the word huga before. And so we're going to talk about what huga is and how it relates to our emotions and our feelings and most of all, our mood. And it's a perfect time to talk about huga. Huga can be all, it should be all year round. But it really becomes even more important in the winter months. Huga is a Scandinavian word. It came from the Norse and the Vikings and way back in Norway. And it became really prevalent in the 19th century. And the reason why it be is this term huga is because they spend a big part of their lives in the dark. And that's my dog. <laughs> they spend a big part of their lives in the dark. Now you might say to yourself, okay, so what does it have to do with mood or depression or how a person feels? Well, when our body has a natural rhythm. It's called the circadian rhythm. And I talked about this in a podcast um, last year in 2022. A circadian rhythm is the natural ebb and flow of our body. Our body knows when to wake up, when the sun is coming up, and when the sun sets and it gets dark, our, my, our body knows that it's time to wind down and go to sleep. When it's light out, the sun comes up, the hormone serotonin is released in our brain. It's that good feeling hormone and it releases and it gives you that energy and that motivation of when you open up your eyes of all the possibilities that a day might have for you. When you're, it gets dark out, your brain starts to release the hormone melatonin. And you may have heard of melatonin for people who have difficulty sleeping. It's a natural um, way, a, su a substitute to take, to help you sleep. Well, your brain naturally produces and releases melatonin as it starts to get dark out. And that's our circadian rhythm, how our body works. Light, sun's up, we're up. Sun sets, moon's out, we go to sleep. And it's a natural rhythm for us. Well, in Scandinavia, there's a big portion of their year that's in the dark. It gets dark very, very early there. So their days are extremely short. And they had to learn how to cope with this. Now, for all the other countries that have fairly a normal, reasonable sunlight and darkness, we have the time changes where in the summer we have longer days, which everybody loves because you can do so much more because the sun's out so late. But in the winter, the days become very short and it gets dark very early. And this can create what's called a seasonal affective disorder, meaning during those winter months, when it gets darker out, you become maybe slightly more down, maybe depressed, 
maybe sad, maybe feeling a lack of motivation, missing those activities that you could do in the summer when the days are really long. And so it becomes what they call a seasonal affective disorder. Now it can be in the summer when the days are longer too because for some people, that signaling of the sunset is their time to start to shut down and relax because they may need that. They may need that downtime more. So we always have somewhere in the middle this healthy balance of we have a good 12 hours of light and a good 12 hours of darkness and our circadian rhythm is right on track and we're all moving pretty smoothly. And that's really a small part of the year. And so in Scandinavia, because their days are so short, they live a majority of their lives in darkness. And that's where the term huga evolves from. It's a cozy feeling. It's a warm feeling. It's an inviting environment. It's those um, foods that give you those homey feelings. It's the colors that help you feel tranquil and calm. Huga is about your environment and what you incorporate into it especially when the days are really short. And what was interesting is as I was re researching Huga, and now it's part of my vocabulary, I bought a book on it, I just think it's so fascinating when you learn something new um, about moods and mental health beyond what you learned in school and experience, it kind of tickles my fancy because it's now something else that I can utilize in my talks and in my motivational speaking. And I think it grabs your attention. Huga, what the heck is Huga? And that's exactly what I thought when they sent me the email to check out what Huga was about and mental health. And so we have these changes and it brought to mind to me experiences that I've personally had where for example, my daughter now lives in a different state. I've lived in Florida the majority of my life. There was a short time when I was very young, I lived in New Jersey, but I was born in Florida. And so were my kids and, and she's in a Northern school and she'd be like FaceTiming me and she'd be like, mom, why is the sun out? And I'm like, well, it's only six o'clock at night. She's like, it starts getting dark here at four. And she would constantly say that. And she would say, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. And I just figured, okay, she lives in a different place. This is the way it is. But I didn't realize until I read about Huga and then tying it to seasonal affective disorder, how just those loss of two hours affected her mood of losing the sunlight, of it getting darker earlier. And then it made me think when I was in Ireland, it was the flip of it. Ireland, when we were there in the summer, didn't get dark sunsetting till 10 o'clock at night. And I remember sitting in my hotel room in bed thinking, okay, I still have to get up at 6 a.m. for this tour that I'm going on. But my brain couldn't shut off because the sun was still out. It hadn't set yet. So the serotonin was still flowing, which was giving me energy and I couldn't go to sleep because my brain needed to see the darkness 
for the melatonin hormone to start to be released to make me feel sleepy. And so I started thinking about all these different places and things that I've gone to and remembering these moments. And Huga just became even more relevant to me. Huga is a cozy environment. Now, because the days are short, we feel cheated, especially if you're an outdoorsy person. Maybe you work, you know, your eight-hour job and you like to come home, take a nice, <coughs> excuse me, walk, play tennis, play pickleball, take a run, go sit somewhere in a park, enjoying the sunset. But when the days are shorter, you're still working when it starts to get dark. So you don't have that opportunity to go do those things. And so it starts to take an effect on our mood. Have you ever heard of cabin fever? People who are snowed in. They've been inside too long. And we all kind of experienced that a lot with COVID when we were all home a lot, especially if you lived in, <coughs> excuse me, northern states. You were inside too much. You didn't have any of that feelings of, more of the serotonin flowing because the sunlight wasn't there for you when you come home from a long day's work. And a lot of us are experiencing that in these winter months. This is the time in the United States where it happens. And other countries, if you're listening to me, you have your own different circadian rhythms because you've been born in places like Ireland that have this different time the farther you are away from the equator the darker it gets much earlier the closer you are to the equator like florida we have longer days of sunlight and so it all depends on where you live and you need to adapt this to where you live so one way to cope the scandinavians have been doing it for years is huga well, so I started to Google Huga after I read what it was about. And there was interesting things that popped up. Wayfair.com, Amazon.com. Well, first I click on Wayfair and it's showing me rooms, pictures of rooms with the type of furniture and rugs and blankets and colors that create a Huga environment, a cozy, comfortable environment. I then go to Amazon, same type of thing pops up. And I'm sure if I kept going further to other sites, the same type of thing with a room and the colors and the way to organize a room and the different things to utilize to make it feel cozy, huga. And then books upon books. And I'm thinking to myself, how did I never know about this? Shirts that say Huga Life, books, puzzles, poetry magnets where you can put together words that create a Huga statement, a calming, cozy type statement. Huga coloring books, adult coloring books with pictures and colors that create a cozy, warm feel with inside of yourself. It just kept going on and on and it completely fascinated me. Besides 
being in the recreational therapy field years ago, my main goal was to have you learn about new leisure activities and ways to cope when you felt felt depressed or anxious or felt like using or drinking or overeating or binging and purging. I would instill ideas of new innovative, innovative ways to cope. And then here's this word that I never heard of. Okay, in my defense, it's Scandinavian. But now I'm so glad it's a part of my world and my vocabulary. Because I've been talking about Huga for years and not even knowing about it. I am very big on an environment. And when you work in the psychiatric field and mental health field, you are. Because when you are sitting with clients or groups, the environment should be comforting and cozy so that you feel comfortable enough to talk about your feelings or to work with is through issues or to have different family type issues worked out to create a calm, cozy environment. And if any of you have ever gone to an actual therapist's office, think back, think of the room that you would sit in and I guarantee it envelops Huga. So Huga with the seasonal affective disorder, with the long nights and the short days, we can't give into it. Meaning if I give into it, I feel more sad. I feel more depressed. I'm missing the things that I love that I can't do when it's dark. But I can create a serotonin flow in my brain by doing certain activities. Remember, it's the happy hormone, the pleasing hormone. So even though it may be dark out and my body is getting into that sleepy zone, I can counteract it with doing some huga activities or going into a huga environment. And what I mean by activities are even at night, take a walk with your dog, a slow walk. Maybe it would, it's not a hike that you would do in the pure daylight because the days are now short. But don't give up that walk, but take it with your pet because a pet evokes warmth, coziness, love. It raises our serotonin levels. Take a walk while you're with your dog and talk to your dog. We all do it. If you are someone who loves to shop in a healthy way, but when it gets dark out, you don't feel like in your brain it's time to shop anymore, break that habit. Set a goal that you're still going to go do the things that you would normally do if the sun was still out. Our brain sends, the, sends us the message, it's getting dark, it's time to get, go home. So sometimes we need to fight that a little bit to keep our mood elevated. Find a coffee shop. You know that coffee shop, not Starbucks, which I'm a lover of, and there are some Starbucks that do have a cozy feel. But you know those little mom and pop cafes, coffee shops, where they have those cozy couches and the cute pillows and the environment, just the colors are warm inside. Do that after work even though the sun has set. 
because you're entering a huga environment, a cozy, warm, nurturing environment. So though we can't do some of the same things we would do if the sun was still out, we counterbalance that with different activities that we can call if we want winter activities. And so you start to train your brain to get out of that winter rut, that at whatever, four o'clock, depending on when you live, here it's around six o'clock where the sun starts to set. Push past that time and don't give in to the things that you would only do when the sun's out. Tennis courts have lights, pickleball courts have lights. Keep doing those things. And I know a lot of people, through my own personal experience and many people that I know, those activities start to fall to the wayside in the winter. They don't consider them winter activities. Well, yes, I understand if you live in a winter environment, but there's indoor pickleball courts and there's indoor tennis courts and there's golfing indoor golfing ranges and there's ways to do those things. I mean, how many of you who are golfers and after you clock out in the summer, you hit the course? But when it's dark out, you can't hit the course, but you can go to an indoor golfing range. There are ways to counterbalance, kind of push that winter mood blues away. Now at home, this is where huga really comes into effect. When you're out there, I'm sure other than like I mentioned the cafe, you may have some places that you consider your Huga, place, spot, environment. Maybe it's a bookstore, a little mom and pop bookstore that has nice places to sit that you can just go read a magazine or a book after work. So you don't go home until you get, you know, get a little bit of more things outside of the home. Start thinking creatively how you can go and find a place that gives you that Huga feel that comforting feel. Now let's talk about our home. Because during the winter months, and like Scandinavians, when their days are so long and dark, a lot of time is spent indoors or at home. If you work very long hours, create a little huga corner in your office or in the lunch, lunch area that the employees may have lunch in. What do I mean by a huga corner? Maybe put a little chair with a blanket and a little candle burning, or maybe a diffuser with some aromatherapy and a nice warm light next to it. It's a huga corner. It's a cozy, comfortable corner. And now, not only can that be used when the days are short, but it can be used if you're at work and someone starts to feel anxious or frustrated. It's a corner that they can go to comfort themselves, to nurture themselves, to get that cozy feel. You know that cozy feel when you put on those cozy, warm slippers in the winter and your nice, fuzzy blanket? Well, you can have that huga feeling 
even in the workplace. Or if you live in a very small studio apartment, still create a corner separate from the eating area and it could be the tiniest of corners. All you need is a little chair, a little table, a warm light, cozy blanket, and maybe a candle or a diffuser. Maybe a little bookshelf next to it with books that you love to read or self-help books. Create this little huga corner, this comforting, warm, nurturing, inviting corner. If you're lucky enough to have a room that's all yours to do whatever you want with it, make it a huga room. Think about the colors of the walls. Put down a cozy, cozy rug. Think about the pictures you may want to put on the walls that evoke calm, peace. Create that room in whatever way you feel nurtures you. So it's your room, your huga room, your room to go and escape. So even though the days may be short, you've got this exciting place to go to that's gonna make you feel calm and peaceful. And through these cozy, peaceful things, a little bit of serotonin gets released, even though it's dark out, to keep our mood elevated, to keep us from feeling sad and that we're, we're missing out on those long, bright days. And that we don't live our life to the fullest during the winter time because of the darkness. Are you starting to feel huga? We naturally feel huga during the holidays. They actually, when I was reading, they call Christmas a huga holiday. Because what? People give warm fuzzy socks and warm blankets and, and coats and hats and cute mugs and different coffee flavors that they give or coffee makers. Things that candles, things that all evoke huga because Christmas even in South Florida, we equate with warmth and being cozy. And we should have this feeling all year long, no matter how hot it gets where you are. You may not throw on those cozy socks and that really warm blanket, but you have your huga space, your huga corner to release a little bit more of that serotonin inside of you. What a fabulous concept the Scandinavians have come up with. Out of necessity, out of need, to create that balance of melatonin and serotonin and to not be, to be able to fight that seasonal affective disorder, those winter blues. Because it's, for them, a lifestyle. It's just not a seasonal thing. For us, it becomes a seasonal thing. And so we learn how to adapt. We're not taught to adapt that way when the winter months come or the summer months come. And so this word huga, I hope, becomes a part of your vocabulary. I will share with you before we go some ways that I've created huga in my own home without even knowing what the word was. It was cozy for me. The walls of my office are blue. Blue is considered one of the most calming colors. It's used in office spaces 
White is also, believe it or not, another calming type of color and purple. I always am the lover of the color blue since I've become an adult, more so. And so the walls of my office are blue. There's a cozy, cozy, furry type of rug. I have candles and diffusers everywhere. But as I step out of my office, I look around in my home and I have a lot of furniture that is brown, wood. Wood is considered to be equated with warmth, like a fire, right? You need wood to burn, to have a fire, to give you warmth. And so at a subconscious level, wood colors create a feeling of warmth. And I've always been attracted to that. Even if it's modern pieces of furniture, they can be in a wood color. In my bedroom, without knowing the word huga, well, we don't have many fireplaces in Florida in our homes. There are some houses that do. Mine doesn't. I've never had a fireplace. And so I bought a piece of furniture, like from a Wayfair, where they have those fake electric fireplaces with the rocks at the bottom. It actually gives off heat, which obviously I don't need that much. But when I put it on, it creates a little bit more of that huga feel because now I have the flickering of the fire and the orange and the warm glow in my room. And it's changing the atmosphere of my room with a warm, like grayish blue paint color on the walls and my cozy blankets and my pillows and my cozy rug on the floor. I, without knowing it, have a huga environment in my bedroom. And I could walk around other rooms in my house and see how I've incorporated huga into my environment without ever knowing what the word meant. And when winter starts to come, we get excited a little bit about the fireplaces or having fire pits outside, which is another way to go outside, even though the sun might not be out, have a fire pit, can be cold or warm, roast marshmallows, which gives another feeling, and you're bringing people into it. Bring people into your huga environment. Create a cozy environment for friends and family. You'll be amazed. You can, if you really watch them, you can see how the environment affects their mood. Okay, so I have to thank Goat Social Media for bringing Huga to my knowledge and now part of my lifestyle. And I hope now you start thinking Huga. Think about it. Think about how the change of seasons affect you and how you can go out and start to create a huga environment within your home, within your workplace, and finding those huga environments out in nature, outside of your home, cozy cafes and coffee shops and bookstores. Oh, and don't forget, when you're sitting in your huga environment at home, have a cozy cup that you love, a, a mug, or whatever that you like to drink your coffee or tea or hot cocoa in. And have a little hot cocoa or hot tea or coffee. Internally, you're giving yourself huga while you drink this hot, comforting liquid. 
or even sitting in your hookah environment and having a nice hot bowl of soup. You know those comfort foods, those foods when we need a little bit nourishment. So think about how to incorporate huga, a Scandinavian term, into your life. Live a little Scandinavian. There's nothing wrong with that. And opening our eyes and our minds up to different ways that people live and cope with our changing world. Thank you so much for joining me for my first episode in 2023. Again, happy and healthy new year to you all. Be safe out there in California with all the flooding and mudslides. And remember, go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world, even in the winter. Positive thoughts always create positive energy. And until next time, my friends, ciao, aloha, mahalo, and merci.